0: What's up everybody, you're listening to the Can Be Christian Church Podcast. This is an On Sunday episode, that's the episode where the leaders of the church get together in a dank basement on a Tuesday and talk about what happened on Sunday, that's why we call it On Sunday. I'm Cody. I'm Aaron. I'm Rob. I'm Nathan. I'm Uh, here. Nice to meet you all. On Monday. And it's on a Monday, it's on Sunday, it's all of it. It's all the things. (laughs) What? He said Tuesday. at in the a, intro. Oh, did I say Tuesday? Yeah. Sometimes it is on a Tuesday. Uh, so. Oh my gosh! I clearly I wasn't paying attention. I did not notice that. Nobody would have known. This would have premiered at 3 a.m. on Tuesday morning, and people are like, "Dang, they're podcasting at 2 a.m." That's, and that's amazing. how much, they're like, "Yep, those guys are productive. Mm-hmm. They work 24
1: hours."
2: <laughs> uh, that reminds me, like uh, <laughs> four weeks, five weeks into COVID, when we were filming, we were pre-recording. The, the like sermons and the services uh, on Thursday. And then Cody would edit them over the next couple of days. And then the, he would post them as a live feed. And someone came up to me and was like, this was five weeks into doing this was like, man, you guys have like amazing quality in your transitions for live. That's <laughs> so good. And I'm like,
0: do we record those? Oh, because we had a few like we had a few camera angles that would like yeah. move back and forth. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> but it was, oh, and then it would go to the sermon. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Guy it was
2: it was funny how they they thought it was like happening yeah. live for five weeks, and I like blew their mind. <laughs> when I said we were pre recording it. Anyway, we're moving on now. That's awesome. Well, how was your week? Um, horrible. I, I mean, it
3: wasn't that bad, was it?
2: I don't know. I don't like it when I, oh, I, dude, I when life doesn't go to a pl- like the plan, right? Like you yeah. start a plan. I mean, Rob, you had a plan for the week. Your wife was gone, all this stuff, and then all Great of a sudden you plan. gotta watch these kids and they're not going to school and you know, it was big
3: sick.
0: Yeah. So I keep for dude, I honestly I did this yesterday too. I keep forgetting that last week was that week we were all stuck inside with ice.
2: I mean, I whenever, you know, like when, we still recorded a podcast. We still came to work you know we still yeah. worked but it was just like was there just were weird. things that we weren't able to do that we would normally be able to do yeah. and it was yeah. frustrating
0: When whenever that happens I think of the there's a, a Parks and Rec episode where like the all the summer programming for the kids gets shut down because the the uh, town is over budget and this lady stands up at a public forum and Always she's like best. she's like what are we supposed to do with our kids <laughs> keep them at home where we live? She's <laughs> like appalled at the idea of her, her kids being in her house. <laughs> That's how I always feel every time school's canceled. Like so that my kids are just gonna be at my house where I'm trying to live.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Um yeah, I don't know. The week was whatever. Got some things done and You did? Sat around. Yeah. I mean, in
1: this ice, you got some things done? What'd you get done? I don't even remember, Rob. I'm trying to put it behind me. <laughs> Uh, my, uh, my, ch- well, one of my kids were very sick on Monday. Well, the Monday wasn't that bad. It was Tuesday and Wednesday that were a little worse. Yeah. That's when the frozen mm-hmm. rain came. Yeah. Monday, which when you recorded the podcast last week, which I listened to and, uh, it was great. I, uh, I missed it, you know? I did feel like you guys jumped around and didn't really follow my, uh, my outline, <laughs> but I was not necessarily expecting that, but I was, I was interested to hear how that would go anyways. Um, so yeah, one of my kids were very sick uh, early in the week and then Mallory flew out to Chicago that morning and didn't get delayed, but made it out Monday and then made it right back in Thursday evening, right? Like when things were clearing up, that so she kind of awesome. missed the bulk of the iciest days here. But she had but negative, was she had cold. negative
2: 25 in Chicago. She had.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was in the teens, negative teens. For the high. The, no, I think the high was like three.
3: Oh yeah. Negative <laughs> teens is what you're saying. Yeah. Negative. The
1: high was like three. Positive but three. But she even said like, it wasn't as bad as she was ex- thought. Like Yeah. Still, it's a dry cold. Don't go outside. She didn't really. Yeah, she just, just like walked outside. one time. She drove, <clears throat> she parked a little far from where she had to go. And she was like, that was a mistake. I need to park a lot closer to like the building. <laughs> and, uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah, she had a, she had a good time, but we were, we were alone without her, me dealing with the two kids trapped inside most of the time and, uh, not being able to be on the podcast. So yeah, that was my week. I'm sure you guys were similar. I did slip. Only once. Same. Going down the stairs. That was actually Sunday, though, before the real. Wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, it was on Sunday. Yeah, it was on Sunday. Oh, yeah, we had one service last week. It was during the one service.
2: Unfortunately, Nathan was the only one to see you fall, and we (laughs) didn't have the right camera angles to catch it. I had like
3: some of the communion or something in my (laughs) hands as I watched you fall. I'm like, the Lord's
0: (laughs) Supper or Rob? The Lord's (laughs) Supper or (laughs) Rob?
2: That's funny.
0: Cody, how was your week? Oh dude, my work my week was good. <laughs> your work was good? Your, your week was good? I was yes. I was reading something else while you guys were chatting. Oh wow I serious <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying super close attention. Um mm. but I'm sure you guys had great weeks and I'm I'm yeah. excited that you did. Um my week was <laughs> 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 My week was uh, you know, fairly normal like we were talking about. Like my kids were at home and so but I could just walk across the parking lot right. and work, you know, half but, of our staff basically lives at the church. Exactly. So it's yeah. kind across of wild. The street, like yeah. we can't really, yeah. Cl- like half of our staff could just walk yeah. across the street in there. But at the church. yeah, but we did enjoy, you know, we played more board games and, and actually with a you lot more with your kids, you played, mm-hmm. I played, but wow. they invited me over there. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. played Some board games with us too. Um, but yeah, we uh, you know, and actually, it was kind of nice because we didn't have any basketball practices, and we didn't oh, have yeah. youth group, and we ate just like a lot more dinner together as a family. That's cool, uh, mm. you know. Which is one of those things that bi- helps build a healthy family. You mm. know, not if your family can't do it, you can still have a healthy family. There's nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing like that. But it <laughs> no, is one of required. those. It is one of those things <laughs> that's like good for you to do, and uh, yeah. and so it was nice to enjoy that more times in a week than we would normally get to. Yeah. yeah so I, I cool. introduced Piper
1: to chutes and ladders. Nice. Because like We didn't have hardly anything to do and she was getting stir crazy. So we played chutes and ladders and she at one point got to a chute or a slide and went all the way back like, and was very mad about did it. She, she did just not, not understand. No.
0: <laughs> Flip the board over. Not doing it. Yeah. She was like,
1: I don't, she was so mad. She's like, I was there. Why am I here? And I'm like, yeah, you, you know, it was, it was pretty fun. And
0: it was pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> it was pretty fun to watch but, her just be so upset while I beat her at this board game. I lo- well, I intentionally lost. But, ooh, like, and then oh, at one what point, kind of lesson ooh. is that,
1: Rob? At one point, she got to this ladder that that does, like, you know, you skip half of the board. Yeah. And she was so pumped about it. <laughs> so that game is just so boring. But <laughs> with a three year old, I mean, it's blink, like, all right.
0: Flick that and uh, um, Candyland. Like they're like s- Candyland's so, even a little more exciting, but like they're so some rough some to play happening. with kids. You're just like, Oh, I just uh, flip the card and I'm going to help you go to the right spot. And you're going to be upset about random <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and there's nothing in this yep. for me to be entertained remotely by. And it's just like <laughs> some of those kids games, dude, they're so hard to play. <laughs> I know. Funny. I need to get some better ones for like a three-year-old. There's hardly
1: no games yeah. that she yeah. could play.
2: I guess we. I guess we did play, um, not board games, but we played uh, Mario Kart on Nintendo oh, yeah. Switch. Great game. And man, I had a serious drought all week long. I think I won one round, and Adeline just started crushing. <laughs> Classic. But anyway,
0: it was a yeah good week. Um, so I already admitted I zoned out for half the intro. Did we uh, get everybody's week? No. Nathan no, didn't share. Nathan? I, was, I was waiting for Aaron Nathan's, to move on so I could call Nathan, him Nathan, how was your week? <laughs> he has a new roommate. Nathan,
3: I, Oh yeah, you have a new roommate. Yeah, he came in. Caden came in. Oh my gosh. Was it Saturday? Ago, yesterday. Friday? A couple days ago,
2: yeah. I think it was Friday.
3: Because you said on Thursday
2: night at the Life Group said he was going to move in, I think. Saturday oh, he Saturday. came in.
3: Because I worked on Amazon on Friday. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I mean the week was weird, as everybody's saying. We didn't mm. do as much, but I got a lot of like auction stuff done. Went to some of the businesses yeah. around town. That's right So that's it's kind of nice. You and then it. he moved yeah. in, so still adjusting to that. Um, but seems like a good guy. I'm excited for it. It's great, Nathan. <laughs> do
0: you not like America? What's that mean? <laughs> It's a real question. I was to answer walking, the question. I was walking by your house. If you don't love today. America, then get out of it. I was oh, walking you know by your I, house. Do you know why? No, why let me finish my
2: like... statement. I'm walking by your house today, and the American flag that we had hanging there, Old Glory, <laughs> was burnt on is fire. Is now is now missing. Oh. and Ashley's is there hanging <laughs> proud, but yours is not there. Mm.
3: What is? What's the deal? So not did having it get a flag, frozen? did it get frozen? Not having a flag equals hating America. Yes, it's a proven fact
2: <laughs> that I'm just kidding. I'm, well, I'm it was. Exaggerating, it was but. a
3: day when it was icy, so the flag is broken, so no. it caught. It gets caught on itself, and oh, it like yeah. bangs. Yeah, and then when it was icy, it was banging a lot oh, to wow. where I thought like there's somebody outside, like banging on my door. Wow. So I was like, okay. I'm just going to take this off in the middle of this frozen mm-hmm. weather and yeah. put it in my house Communist. It's okay. right there. It's, it's actually <laughs> in my house. So now it's a more private and personal love So you instead wad- of a public oh, okay. display so I can brag to people. You
0: okay. kind of like wadded it up and threw it on the ground in <laughs> the corner or yeah, it's exactly. just on a pole in the corner. Behind a my triangle or... <laughs> All right. Well, you
2: know, good excuse. I'll but if just... you guys
3: want to give me a fixed one, to hang,
2: yeah, have I'll one. do that. We there's one right down the hallway. I'll give you one. Yeah, we got one. We gotta make sure that flag gets up there.
1: <laughs> I think it's an indoor flag though. There's a difference. Let's get it. Well, don't we have a Christian flag? Let's have
0: him fly the Christian that. flag out yeah. there. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Nathan. There's also some rainbow ones around. You could probably find. True. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, God's
3: promised to Noah. What are you? What are you That's trying right. to think welcome over to, there? Welcome That's to Oregon.
1: Right. That's right. <laughs>
0: Well, we're
1: in nice. John seven. We are one. in John.
0: That's a good transition because we're going to see lots of different opinions I shared know. in this passage. Yes, we will, and uh, a lot of confusion, and a lot of confusion. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, we were in John John seven twenty five to fifty two, and this was part two of a two part sermon. The other part was John seven one through twenty four, obviously. Um, and your question in the title was, what do you think of Jesus? So this is the second part where we get to interact with a few other people and their opinions of Jesus. Uh, but your main idea based off of the central teaching of Jesus from the passage is that Jesus is everything you've been looking for, so come to him. Um, and that's where you started your sermon off. You, were, you sat down. How did it work? You sat down this week and you were like, the Holy Spirit didn't quite get this correct. So right. I'm going to re Order. I'm going I'm going to restructure it in a way that brings better understanding. Is that <laughs> the thought oh, that's process accurate. for anyone yeah. listening? <laughs> yeah, that <seems> right. <clears throat> Cody is asking me the question in a
2: roundabout way. How come I started with the middle? Yeah. And then worked my way to the outside. Like yeah. like a I'll just use the illustration of a
3: cinnamon. I've used this before.
2: Instead of working your way from the outside to that juicy center, just go right for the middle.
3: Yeah, but But then you're disappointed at the end because you have only the worst part. But what if you only really ate the second, <laughs> the middle part. All I can think of It'd is be a the child best and a donut, and just the frosting is the <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah. Yes. To, use,
0: to use your word though, Aaron, that I is, get it. that's how a deranged person eats a cinnamon roll.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, and hence your question, right? Why? Why would I not go? Why did I go straight for the middle? Yeah. And why did I not work it from the outside toward, and then work myself toward the middle there? Um, and I think. So here's a little... This is actually a pretty good question, because I think Rob is wondering, like, when we come to passages like this, where we're trying to figure out what's the main emphasis, mm-hmm. where is the main emphasis, what's the idea, and as we learned in Simeon Trust, structure of a passage, the way the author has arranged their material, whether that's a story, or a poem, or a, uh, an epistle, something that's sort of more didactic how they arrange their material sort of leads you to an emphasis or highlights an emphasis, what they're actually talking about the point they're trying to make. And so for me, it seemed like, and I I think as you just read the passage, you can see that John is clearly building up to this central, but like Jesus cried out, come to me all who are thirsty. And then sort of, then you see the response. Mm. So the structure of the passage showed that the center of it was the emphasis. Um, so your question here, Rob, you wrote this and the thing is, how how does this help us study our Bible more? Um, for us, I think we often get understanding in two ways. You, you've heard these words before, inductive and deductive mm-hmm. style of reasoning. Um, just in case you've never heard those words before, inductive reasoning is when you, well, one one group puts it this way, you make a basic observation about something, and then you kind of have a conversation about it, and then you come to a conclusion at the end. Here's an example. The parables that Jesus tells about the lost sheep, lost coin, and the prodigal son, right? This mm. grouping of parables. Jesus makes an observation. There is a guy, he had 99 sheep, and one of them went missing. There's your observation. Oh, where, where, and then you, as the story goes on, you start asking a question: Where is this story going? Right. And then he drops it at the end. You know, he finds his sheep, and there's jo- much joy. In the same way, when a lost sinner is found, there is joy in heaven. There's joy in the presence of God and the angels, and these kinds of things. So he, an in inductive style is you make the point at the end, and you're sort of wondering where is this story going. It's a really difficult style of teaching. Um, but a really powerful. It's like the punchline of a comedian. Right, A comedian uses this, and they're like, where is this? Where is he going with this? And then there's a twist at the end, and everybody just busts up in laughter. Deductive style is you make a point in the beginning. This is Ephesians 1. Paul does this. We are blessed with all the heavenly blessings and, th- and this and that. And then he basically goes on to describe what all those blessings are. Mm-hmm. The whole Bible is a deductive book it starts with a hypothesis, a theory in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then from there, basically the rest of the story proves that hypothesis. So that's inductive, deductive style of reasoning. I'm going to make my point and then prove my point, or I'm going to
0: make an observation and then make it my conclusion at the end. And the latter, deductive, is the most common teaching style we use here. Yes. Like that's the most common sermon you'll hear from us as we say, this is what I want you to see. Yes, And then mm-hmm. we'll spend the time teaching in the Bible to show you yes. why we think that's what you should see from right. Mm-hmm. So that's another so then, example.
2: So then what do you do? Because that's like the way we Westerners understand reasoning. Right. More so often. So an, exactly. an ancient Hebrew writing style would have included another kind, which is inductive-deductive, a mixture of both, where you have a building to a point, but then you also have a follow-up to that point afterward. So it sort of builds in the middle instead of either in the beginning or at the end. So that's kind of what this story is is doing, is making the point in the middle, but building up to it and then falling off of it in the end. But there's an emphasis in the middle and the overall it's making this point come to Jesus. It's a really, really simple, clear point. And anyone in John's day, certainly an original reader, would have read this story and immediately because of that structure understood John wants me to focus on this.
3: Mm.
2: It's like the diamond set on a ring. Nobody looks at the ring. They look at the diamond. But if you just handed them a diamond, not on a ring setting, it's going to look odd. So that's kind of what's going on like with this with this mm. story. I hope that was helpful. Yeah. But that was kind of where I landed on that. No, you can push cool. back if it's you want. It's
3: like you decided on getting the biggest part first, yeah. instead of pushing it off later, where like last week's passage, Jesus says, don't judge on appearance, Yes, was the last thing he says. And the whole time you're reading the story, you're like, okay, that's cool. That's yep. cool. Something's a that little was wrong a, that here. That was an
2: inductive.
3: Yeah. Something's a little wrong here. And then Jesus says that thing, you're like, oh, now it makes sense why everything seemed a little yeah. off because of yeah. that truth. Right. And yeah.
2: that, that was so clear that verse 24 of chapter seven, everything was building up to that statement that Jesus makes Mm -hmm. about judging people and judging by appearances and judge with right judgment. So that makes sense to us because our minds think that way, Mm -hmm. like, but when they're in the middle, it's a little bit more difficult because it's not common style of reasoning for us, like in our day.
1: Yeah. Another important thing to point out though, is when we're preaching a sermon, we are trying to select a section of scripture with like, you know, a cohesive message. But Mm -hmm. if you look at this text, this whole this whole discussion with Jesus and these different people happens over several chapters. Yeah. And yep. there are multiple things points that he's making and so like the first sermon that led to verse 24 Uh, we're sort of jumping in even in the middle of his Mm -hmm. discussion. And so Mm -hmm. in that sense, you know, we're trying to help like make sense of the section in small parts. So you don't sit there for four hours on a Sunday morning for sure, (laughs) which you know, you could do if you did, you did seven and through the rest of eight, you know, you'd probably stop before nine, but if you wanted to do three hours of preaching, that whole thing could be probably be done in one sitting. Right. And it make more sense in some, in some ways. Mm -hmm. So that's another consideration as you're studying the word is, is select, you know, look at your Bible. And this is why there are chapters and stuff that was not in the original writing, right? That wasn't inserted by the scribes later to help people sort of break it into parts because they can't sit there often and read the whole thing when they actually had the ability to do so. Um, but it's a good, it's a good uh, practice to read the whole thing in one sitting if you're able to, cause you, yeah. you get more of the, the full picture, but anyways,
0: yeah. well, and and you should have all of it. You should have yeah. a yeah. variety. You should have, you know, there's, uh, many sermons you could probably find on the book of John as yep. a whole. Mm-hmm. And that's like an awesome thing And there. You could take the whole book of John and you could try to craft the main idea, main point, mm-hmm. and give that to your people you're teaching to. And you could take the whole seven or the whole feast of booths or whatever that from whatever section it is. Take that and make a main point from it, Um, and then you can dig really deep. And having both all of those different perspectives are going to be valuable as you study the Bible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. cool. But this Sunday was a
1: little bit of a challenge in that you kind of had to did some some moving around to help us follow the Mm -hmm. the pacing, the argument, the emphasis. But
2: yeah, uh, because my desire. I think when you're like preaching a sermon or even if you're doing a devotion or something like that, you're hopefully your goal of arranging your talk is to follow the structure of the passage. Mm-hmm. So you arrange your material in a similar way. Um, if the author is m- making a point and then supporting it with three points, then use three points. But if he's using seven, then you should use seven. Sure. If he's using two, then use two. Um, if he's only making one point and then just, illustrating it or here's another thing if he if there's a metaphor of water don't shift the metaphor to like i don't know dirt like (laughs) fire (laughs) yeah yeah, like stay with the water metaphor you know yeah um so you want you don't want to compete with the passage Mm -hmm. but there are times when the structure of the text is so difficult that you uh or maybe unrelatable To your audience that it it may be helpful to rearrange your talk so that the audience sees the emphasis and the main idea a lot easier.
3: Yeah, Yeah. because our goal as teachers um, of the Bible is to get the idea of the text and bring it to those who are hearing us Mm -hmm. teach or preach. Yeah. And sometimes, usually, the way the Bible does it in that structure (laughs) is probably the best sometimes we have different people who don't come from
1: those cultures or we have
3: different people who learn in different ways. So we might change that up a bit so right. that we can be more effective. I think the idea.
1: point was to just like, get your cool opinion into the, you know, just use the Bible for your own jumping, platform. To,
0: just a nice oh, jumping or off. Just tell a,
3: tell
1: a
2: great story. Yeah. Wow. Them, huh? <laughs> well, no, and, we, and even then we're making a choice, as you were saying, Rob, just by making a division sure, in man. the story. Like mm-hmm. we, and we wrestled with that. Remember like last two yeah. weeks ago, mm-hmm. we were like, dang, where do we move? Where should I move the end? Mm-hmm. And, and we ended up sticking with verse 24 as the end of that sermon because mm-hmm. we could have easily moved it to 36. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, I'm going to run into the same issue. The issue yeah. I'm running into this week, I would have ran into last week with having sort of an inductive, deductive style. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to have to deal with it either way. Yeah. And so
1: we just, we kept it. We kept it. Or we could just do what MacArthur does and just do like one sentence a Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) And then you'll be, (laughs) then we'll be in John for 10 or 12 years. And And the problem with that (laughs) is... Now this podcast is becoming on expositional preaching. Yeah.
2: Well, the problem with that is you end up just Just teaching. teaching theology Mm. Mm-hmm. and and doing basically like nerdy Bible word studies <clears throat> instead of getting to the point of mm-hmm. the path. I mean, there is a word study here, like come anyone, you know, we looked at some of those words. Yeah, rivers of, of flowing water, water yeah. living water. You could
0: do yeah. a
3: whole word study on yeah. that. Totally.
0: Well, we got like, yeah, to talk
3: about it a little bit.
0: In our life group this week, I mentioned I've been <laughs> kind of pondering this sentence because it's interesting the – you know, you have the the rock in the desert that they drew living water from, and then here it's saying living water will be uh, flow from your heart. And sometimes the Bible refers to the heart of the unbeliever as a heart of stone. Yeah, you know and I was like, it, and it, like I was just kind of like, is there something there, uh, or is it just cute? <laughs> you know. And I told my life group, I'm I'm convinced that it's at least cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else worth, like, really trying to dig into and see if there's more? Nah, I don't know. But it is cute, for sure. Well, And, <laughs> and that's even, all I know, for sure. Even on that
2: <laughs> point, like, I didn't mention that uh, this coming of the Holy Spirit, right? I, I threw it out there. Oh, if you want to read about that, that's in the book of Acts. Um, when the Holy Spirit comes down on those who believe at Pentecost, when Peter preaches, um, that was what John was referring to when he said this was going to happen after his basically Christ is glorified. Mm -hmm. But in that section, Peter preaches a sermon about Joel or from Joel when in the latter days, um, there will have visions and dream dreams and, and they will prophesy, and he basically says that's exactly what's happening. Um, but this thing that's bubbling out of them, like in my sermon, I could have referenced that too. Like there's mm-hmm. so many yeah. cross-references and biblical themes you could have pulled in, but yeah. we don't have all day to just show how cool we could use our cross-references in the right, Bible. You know? Exactly.
0: Yeah, and so that's a little bit more of the you know philosophy of how you chose going about teaching this. Um, but to dig into the passage itself... Uh, Like we said, your main point, Jesus is everything you've been looking for. So come to him. That was based off of uh, what Jesus says in verse 37 of John 7. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And uh, you kind of went over the different reactions that people had to this statement, the reactions they had to this invitation um, and related it a few times to present day, right? Because it's the same invitation that we all mm-hmm. have. Um, and one of the things you had mentioned was that they people are reacting to this invitation based off of misinformation they've been given. They have mm-hmm. that thing about, you know, could he come from Galilee, among other things that they have misconceptions about, which is true for us today. And I was wondering, when you, when you made the comment, did you have anything in mind of, of – Common misinformation people have about Jesus in our present-day culture that leads them to uh, make wrong decisions about his invitation to us. I mean, dude, we don't have an hour.
2: I mean, there's so <laughs> true. There's many. There's so many things. I mean, I, I guess I could speak for myself. When I was not a Christian, um, I, I just. I didn't even want to hear the right information. <laughs> like, if someone wanted to talk to me about Jesus, I was so jaded against anything religion or anything spiritual. I was, I was so put off by the discussion that even if you told me Jesus was like the greatest thing ever, I would have said like, you're in, you're insane. <laughs> and, and so, you know what I mean? There's so many like hurdles That people put up. That's like, uh, I guess we can get. If it's concentric circles, there's information that's really close to Jesus um, in regard to the the historical Jesus. But then, as you come out, you're like, "Well, do I even trust the Bible and the Bible story about Jesus?" Were these, which we we're gonna address this next week with John eight. And can I trust the Bible and and these stories that are in the Bible? Is it that what happened or were these stories just manipulated by man in order to manipulate more people in the masses? So these concentric circles just go out and out further and further. I would say as far out as you could go are those people that are just like, dude, I don't want anything to do with religion, period, because of hurt or whatever, personal experiences in their life. Um, So, yeah, I Mm -hmm. think there's... As the circle's getting closer, though, around Jesus, um, I think it would be just some of those things, like, can Mm -hmm. we trust the Bible? Uh, How do I I prove God's existence in general? Um, I don't know, those kinds of more common questions. Unless you guys have other ideas, I don't know.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, the list could go on and on, and it probably applies from person to person. But I think that's a great uh, thing to keep in mind is that, like I, we often do this with new members and we say like tell us what the gospel is. <laughs> yeah. Because we might be talking about two completely different things. The same applies to Jesus. When you're talking to someone about Jesus, like asking what do you know about Jesus? Who do you think he is? And that you might have a totally different starting point in your conversation than uh than you think you're supposed to be at because yep. this person might believe who knows what about jesus hmm. well
2: here and here's uh maybe another twist on that example is or that this topic is what if you're talking to somebody and they're like oh i i tried that jesus thing and it didn't work for me hmm. start asking them questions yeah and and i think what you may find was that they weren't given all the information hmm. like i said at the end of my sermon There's some preachers who will tell you, Jesus will give you peace. He'll give you joy. He'll give you satisfaction. He'll give you eternal life. All of these things. None of that is untrue. But they don't tell you the other side of the story. It's going to cost you everything. (laughs) It's free, but it's going to cost you everything. It could (laughs) cost relationships. It could cost a job. It's going to cost reputation. All your sin, you're going to have to give all that up. Like you're gonna to have to give your whole life to this thing. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't share that other part. So this is the parable of the sower, right? They they receive the seed with joy, and they sprout up quickly, and then they wither out. Why? Because temptations come in. Because trials come in. Because um, the love of the world comes in. They're tempted by the things, right? They're going out into the world and seeking to, they're abandoning the living waters that are in the Lord. And then they're getting these broken cisterns. Mm -hmm. So they tried it. They tried that Jesus thing, but they weren't given the whole story. And, And so when they encountered that difficult part and the temptation again, they're like, dude, this isn't what I signed up for. And it's like, well, yeah, because that's not, that's not the full gospel. Yeah. yeah. So those are, I think, some good things to like yeah. think about is
0: Or even that it's just like an event. It's a one, you know, you yes. mentioned this. It's a one time event. Yes. Okay. Pray this prayer. Cool. Yep. No, this is a continual coming to the well, to yeah. the source, coming back and back and back. Um and so you I mean, you also mentioned the guards. They had that reaction, like they it doesn't say they started following him. They just came and they didn't arrest him because they were really impressed. You know, he said that's another yeah. reaction common in uh, present day that we are just like, Jesus is probably cool. He se- yeah. he seems like he taught cool stuff. And so I'm not even mad that other people believe in him, but uh, he can just be cool over there and I'll be cool with something else, you know? Um, the Doobie and, Brothers song.
1: Yes. He's just all right. He's just all right with me. <laughs> can you sing it? What is this Jesus song?
0: Jesus is just what? all right with me. Really? Jesus, Jesus is just, just all right. Oh, yeah. That's
3: Doobie du- <laughs> I kind of remember that. I thought Come that was on, dude, the,
0: the Doobie DC Brothers Talk sample.
1: Oh, that's what DC I thought. Talk, it was DC Talk song.
0: It. Yeah, they sampled the Doobie Brothers on that one. No way. Yes, that was a yeah Doobie Brothers song. FYI, um, Doobie and Doobie Brothers means
2: exactly what you think it means. Oh,
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so I mean, but kind of going off of that, they have this reaction that yeah, he's cool. That's cool. Um, and so we mentioned that first step. <laughs> Toward Jesus is belief in him right yeah um but you had a how did you put it? you had a comment about uh the the guards just thinking he's cool and being impressed with his teaching that is not a faith that could bring them to salvation mm-hmm. that's just thinking Jesus is cool, you know
2: I think i I said that. Not about the RF officers. I said that about those who, it says in the text, believed in him. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And, um, but was their belief a real belief, right. a saving belief? A saving belief, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to what I was talking about a second ago, about there's people who believe certain things. Mm. They've, been, they've been told only part of the story, and then they believe in that. And then when Jesus fails that expectation, yeah, yeah then yeah. they are like, "Dude, I tried that Jesus thing; it didn't work." Um, yeah, so
0: I believed in this dude, and then I found out he's from Galilee, and now I can't yeah, believe him anymore. Or, I believed or, in Jesus, and then I lost my job, so Jesus might not be working totally for me. You. So, that, um, mm.
2: or but, I believed in Jesus, and now like he's telling me I have to like stop sleeping with my girlfriend. Like, I have to, I have to do so. I have to start giving to my church. Like, what in the world is this? Yeah. You know, like there's things where I don't. I want Jesus, but I don't want to give up anything.
0: Yeah, um, and so that's kind of what Rob was discussing uh, uh, with a couple of questions that we might discuss. Is that there's two sides of that now. There's like the faith, there's the action, um, and obviously there's like I think there's a couple places in the Bible that talk about the interrelation of <laughs> yeah faith and works. <laughs> <laughs> it comes up a couple of times. But here's the two questions that we can debate back and forth: Can you believe in Jesus? without acting on the belief you have in Jesus. And can you follow Jesus' teachings but not really believe in him? There's kind of two sides of a coin and how do they interrelate? Um can you believe in Jesus without acting on it?
1: Uh no. No. <laughs> I mean no, At least no not for That's not like a saving sh- belief. belief. Right. Cuz a, a belief in the sense that Jesus is talking about it uh, is such that it moves you to action. Mm-hmm. Right. If and you, if you believed that someone was going to pull
2: a gun on you right now, you would run out of the room, right? <laughs> like, yeah, there's, that's what, it, that's what we're talking about with yeah. that kind of belief. I am so convinced that this is going to happen. I'm going to act on it. I can't do anything else, but act on it. That that's saving faith. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what James argues.
1: Yes. Is that's,
2: you say faith and works, you know, or, you know, you just need faith without works. Well, I say it's dead. Yeah. It right. is meaningless. Right. Um. It has, yeah, anyway, it has no object and it has no substance. And Christ calls us to obviously act and live in a way that's godly. So, th- I mean, in one sense, the answer is like a simple no. Sure. And yet many are deceived in thinking that they can. Yeah. Um. And that's exactly right. They're just deceived. And they've deceived themselves or someone else deceived them. Can you follow Jesus' teachings and not really believe in him? Um, Totally. You're just a moralist.
0: Yeah. To some extent, right? To some of them. Right. Like you can't – and it's the same kind of thing. It's either misinformation or partial information. Yeah. Because you can follow what you think Jesus' teachings are, but you probably don't understand his teachings because – if you are just like, I f- I think I figured out what the rules are for Christians, right. yeah. and I'll follow the rules. Um, you might think you're following Jesus' teachings, but if you came to the Bible to get a fuller understanding, you would learn, well, the rules reveal to you that you are not going to follow them, and you're helpless helpless, right. hopeless. Yeah. So you can't really... Even the idea of following the rules is not really following Jesus' teachings very well. Right. Because Jesus' teachings would bring you to a place where you look to him yeah. mm-hmm. for forgiveness and salvation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the action without faith, belief in the true nature of what the gospel is, is moralism. And then the sort of quote unquote belief and which is like a mental ascent. I, in my mind, I admit, yeah, this guy, Jesus was there, but I'm not really going to act on anything he said mm-hmm. It's just what we call licentiousness or you license, you take license to do as you please. So those are the two sides. Yeah.
0: And I think that, uh, honestly, I've struggled with this one for, you know, throughout kind of my Christian faith, because I like, we, I think we have to think of belief. We have a pretty narrow idea in our, the way we use the word. Of what belief is because I mean Jesus mentions it about like yeah demons believe Mm -hmm, you know Mm -hmm. um but are do just because demons believe are they saved you know exactly it's rhetorical and even on the other side of that there's like belief if uh like like I've struggled with doubt Mm. like many times throughout my journey in faith you know like is oh man am I like. Really, a man? Am am I like uh, no, not. (laughs) Whoa, am I? Am I? uh, You know, can I explain the different things I've experienced, like spiritual things I've experienced? Like, did I just get myself worked up those times, or like, can I explain Mm. them other ways? And it's like, Mm. is it really there? And then it's like, oh, dang, do I not believe because Mm -hmm. this doubt is there? Mm -mm. But what's the belief? The belief. Still was leading me to continue to follow Jesus, continue yeah. to seek him. And usually when those doubts are the most there, I can look back at those times and go like, man, I wasn't drinking from the fountain <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like of living waters. I was going to some broken cisterns yeah. when I was feeling that way um, or just neglecting to be nourished by him at all. But regardless, like when you experience a doubt, like all Christian do- Christians will experience in their yeah. lives, does that mean you don't believe? Uh-huh. And does that mean your salvation's gone? And that's not the point that Jesus is making here either. Yeah. Because the belief in the Bible usually is referring to more than just like you've been able to be convinced of something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like even that – I don't even know right now what I how to best explain the idea I'm trying to <laughs> put across because it <laughs> is difficult. And I think that's why – you need to look at your the actions of your life and investigate what you are believing about Jesus. You need both of those things to kind of have a full picture because you'll never fully act correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. And you will probably never fully understand and believe correctly. Mm-hmm. And the, the combination of the two of them with the Holy Spirit working in your life is you know, going to take you through.
1: Yeah, and that's why, like Paul says in, in Philippians, that we need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. It's something that is yeah. somewhat terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And God is still working in us in in you know, to, to bring that to pass. So I think there are moments where we may have doubts. I mean, John the Baptist himself in prison was questioning yeah, if Jesus was the Messiah or not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yet still he was the greatest prophet who ever lived, Jesus yeah. says. So it's not, we will doubt, we will have doubts, um, but that doesn't mean that we don't believe uh, you know what I mean? If, well, as long as we go back, this is what John did when he was in prison, go, you know, and his disciples went and spoke with Jesus and Jesus gave him encouragement. And then the result of that would be no doubt that he was encouraged and, and stuff like that. We don't get the full story there, but yeah. nonetheless, we, if you have doubts, just confess it to your brothers and sisters.
0: And yeah. Pray yeah talk and, about and, it. And I, and I always think of, I always in those times, I always drew encouragement from the dude who uh, Jesus is like, yeah, if you believe, well, I'll, I'll do this healing miracle. And he's like, I do believe and help my unbelief. You know, like (laughs) there's a, you know, we're always going to feel those things. So that's different. That That belief is these layers. The doubting uh, I
1: think is different than the person who, um, who just sort of says they believe, but then doesn't act on it. You know what I mean? Totally different. So anyways, yeah, there's a lot that could be said, but I think this is an important point that you made Aaron that, that He said, "Come to Jesus. What we do is to believe in Him, right? That's the work that we're doing is to believe and trust in Him. And so, what does that look like? Those are the the different parts that we can consider.
0: Yeah. Well, and what it looks like always is going to be investigating and learning as much as you can about Him. Mm -hmm. uh, Which was another one of our questions: How do we help someone who has come to a wrong belief in Jesus? What do we What do we do? How do we help? What about the people with misinformation?
1: What about it? Give them good information, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, the real gospel. S- some people like today are just <clears throat> they need to change their uh their news source, you know. They hmm. they're they're intentionally going and looking for misinformation because they want yeah, <laughs> to they're they're preconditioned to see someone a certain way. Um and in this case see Jesus a certain way. Hmm. But obviously some people just need to like recognize that. That's what I think Jesus said by judge rightly, not like by appearances or by what you want to hear, but what's the actual truth uh, of the matter, even if it's inconvenient for you. Um, So I think there's some of that, but I think if someone's like genuinely asking like good questions, then we should be anybody, any Christian should be willing to patiently walk through that person's questions and just be able to, and, and humbly and, and uh, with competency, you know, and that doesn't come immediately. Maybe there's some personal study you need to do Like, You know what? Let me get back to you on that one or, Hey, why don't we research it together and we'll meet up next week or something like that for an evangelistic purpose. But there's some people who claim to be Christians and are living their Christian faith with bad information those people still need to be discipled and hey, yeah. uh, you say you're a Christian, but yet you think Jesus is okay with you living this kind of lifestyle. Why don't you and I get coffee this week? You know and have a conversation like yeah. it's, we all need to as, as disciples, as Jesus said, be taught to obey yeah. in Matthew 28 and uh, be corrected in these things. So I think we just obviously we always take them back to the scriptures and what are the what do the scriptures say? About these things, but that's yeah. how you do it
0: so l- let's hit two really quick so we don't run out of time um but he uh John is really nice and helpful here and he explains exactly what Jesus meant in his statement, which, which is, is rare always and fun nice. and <laughs> yeah. hes and so we know when he said that living water flowing from the heart he yeah. was referring to the Holy Spirit that had not yet been given um so kind of what does that teach us about the Holy Spirit but also like why I, I this one is kind of funny. Why would Jesus even say it when no one in his audience has any frame of reference to understand what he's saying?
2: <laughs> no, that's what I, that's what I said earlier was they did have a frame of reference. It was the Joel passage mm. when he talked about, um, the, uh, which was yet to happen, which was yet yeah. to happen. But so. Joel said in the latter days, these are the things that are going to happen to your kids. They're going to dream dreams. And, yeah, um,
0: but even that is a, I will pour out my spirit on them. This is like sure. is there an, of them? Is yeah. there another reference to the the spirit in your like the because he's mean, almost referring to it as your heart is the source of the spirit coming out. Yeah, it's obviously yeah. not like the source, but in it's the Old there. Testament,
3: there's definitely references to God's spirit coming upon people. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you can argue is that the Holy Spirit or. Right. But then there's also in Jeremiah, I mean, I'll put a new heart in you, mm-hmm. give you a new spirit. Yeah. Which is um, the yeah. second
1: covenant, right? Or yeah, they, exactly. And the new covenant. Province. So yeah.
3: I do think there was a frame that they had, yeah. but they probably didn't really understand
0: it that well at all. Well, well so obviously. do you do you <laughs> I mean, but with that, we're like drawing on other things with what we know, but do you think his audience when he said it would have been like Oh, he's talking about, we'll receive the Holy Spirit. Sometime.
1: No, no, maybe <laughs> yeah, some, no. maybe few. But I well, think they had the sense that they, they I had
3: don't even need.
2: think John knew at the time. No, no. And John that's... only realized it later yeah, on after, yeah. after Pentecost. Oh yeah. man. When Jesus said that thing back then, he was talking
1: about this day, right? Yeah. Just like the woman at the well, she knew she was thirsty and that she needed something and needed to be satisfied. Like, and I think that in that sense, they understand Jesus is saying, that I have a unique ability to offer to you, if you believe in me, this unending, everlasting yeah. satisfaction, even, you know, power of some sort that water would, yeah. would flow forth. Mm-hmm. And so then John later, of course, has an understanding of the fullness of it and then helps us understand
0: him. Yeah. Well, and this is a common thing, like we see Jesus do in John over and over and over, that he says things that you have to maintain some sort of. Um, uh, uh, endurance in listening to his teaching to understand it eventually, right? <laughs> and that's like that happens over and over. So yeah, it's uh, certainly not unprecedented for Jesus to teach in that way. It's good for us because we're this side of history. We know we we know the whole story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it, and yeah, and it's encouraging when you come to parts of the Bible, you're like, I don't get this. Mm. Okay. Cool. Keep reading. <laughs> Keep reading, yeah. keep following, keep investigating, and like trust that God will do in you what he did over and over in Jesus sure. in the book of John, yeah. where you eventually come to understanding and and at some point it clicks or at some point God reveals something to you that you didn't see. Um, that's how we should interact with the yeah, Bible.
2: People who say things like that, like I literally have that same conversation with my daughter about math. <laughs> like, yeah. she's doing math. I don't get this, you know, and she just wants to give up right yeah, away. I'm keep like, trying. uh, do your homework. It's doable. Like you can do this. And yes, it is difficult to get right away. Like you've got to exercise a part of your brain. Um, and, and I'm just using that as an illustration, obviously spiritually speaking, we need the Lord to help us mm-hmm. illuminate our, our minds as we read his inspired word. At the same time, we believe the Bible is clear. And if we just spend time reading it and have someone explain it to us, like the Ethiopian eunuch, right? He's reading Isaiah 53 in his chariot as he's leaving, and God sends Philip, and and Philip goes, hey, do you know what you're reading? And he's like, well, how can I know unless someone <laughs> explains it to me? Right. And it, it's the same thing, you know, when you're learning math, when you're learning a discipline, like, I can't just, like, learn math on my own. I need someone to instruct me on how to do this, and someone needs to instruct Yeah the new Christian or even the growing Christian on what they need to know about what scripture teaches. Yeah. Uh, but just giving up is just laziness.
0: Yeah. But and and the encouraging part is we will like you'll never have the uh the spirit of math flowing from your heart no. to help you. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, and that's something Speak
1: for yourself. That's Cody. something
0: that Jesus was pointing to that there's going to be a helper, you know? Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But, that's, but
1: zooming out, theologically speaking, John is helping us understand how the Holy Spirit has functioned over redemptive history, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. In the old Testament and this is what Joel's prophesying about the difference, something significantly different happens mm-hmm. when Jesus ascends, even, and we'll read about it at the end of John, John 20, there's this interaction Jesus has with the disciples and and he says, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, later at Pentecost. And so, something significantly different happens right. at that point in history. Whereas in the Old Testament, the prophets and particular people, like you mentioned, Nathan, uh, the Holy Spirit comes upon them at times, mm-hmm. intermittently, as they are used by God. And then now, the the New Testament church is indwelt in a new way, you know? Yeah. So, which is yeah. really cool. That's the verses like that help us understand those things Absolutely. and others. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Uh, how much time do we have? Should we, we hit got, Nicodemus we real got, quick? We got some time. Yeah. All right. Let's hit Nicodemus then. What's our take? Is he, mm-hmm. uh, is he showing some boldness by standing up when he could just go along with the crowd? Uh, is he being a big wuss by not saying how he really feels about Jesus and making an appeal is he just wise and trying to ease his friends toward a good understanding what's our take on him
1: I have a take what's your guys' take <laughs> I think he's being savvy I think yeah. I think the dude is pretty convinced after his conversation but I don't I don't know that he's fully both feet in yet uh, at well, this I don't point know if there's anybody who That's true at this point Here, That's my, true I mean
0: my take on him I think he is and you alluded to this I think he's definitely beginning to be convinced that he's probably on the wrong side of history at this point with yeah with <laughs> like the, these yeah. dudes that he is incorporated with are not going to be the team I want to be on because mm. uh, yes. all he has to do is mention you know like uh you know and and this was all in your sermon I'm not uh coming to some unique insight but he all he does is say isn't doesn't our law say this and their law does say that, hmm. and they don't talk to him about what he said at all. They just start calling him names, basically. You yeah. know? They're Like, look at this dummy. You're and a racist. He's like, <laughs> he's like but <laughs> I'm <laughs> just <laughs> kidding. And you have to imagine he's <laughs> They're racist. That's exactly. Are you right. from Galilee too? You're from yeah. well, dirty that's Galilee. What, that's what you have to imagine. He's thinking like gaslighters do. Yeah. 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 You have to imagine he's thinking. Oh, okay, but. Did you hear my question? (laughs) Like, can we answer my question? You know, like, Hmm. and they, and, but there's no discussion. They just yell at him, you know? And so he's, I'm, I'm convinced that he's at least not team Pharisee at this point. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sanhedrin, he's out pretty much.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he will, his initial uh, interaction with Jesus is, hey, we know you're someone sent from God we kind of like you, Jesus, but we're curious about you. You're uneducated, blah, blah, blah. And he's like inviting Jesus to join his team is really what it is. Like, hey, why don't you just come and be a part of us? Mm. And seeing him like on a peer level, like we know God is with you, blah, blah, blah. And so just submit to us, you know, like, and everything will be fine. But that's not how this is going to roll. Jesus is like, dude, no, you submit to me. That's how this is going to roll. Mm. And so it's sort of like a, them versus Jesus scenario. And I think he's caught in the middle. Like, man, this guy seems godly, but my friends seem godly too. And I've known them longer. And, but gosh, there's something about this guy that I kind of like. And, and the people kind of like him. Like this guy, Nicodemus seems like one of the most genuine Hmm. people. Uh, Like, like loves the people, loves Mm -hmm. the Lord. Like, but he's, he's lacking some information and he's, he's, now seeing Jesus and going, Whoa, like this guy is sort of breaking my categories a little bit. Um, yeah. I think he puts his friends to the test because he's starting to see them get a little deranged. Like, wait, you want to arrest this guy for what? What is what has he done? And he's confused. So he just asks them like a really obvious question. Um and and I I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been in situations like this, but I, I was in a situation one time, someone asked, asked my opinion on something. And what was interesting about this, what they were asking me about was, we had done this before. It had happened before, like two years earlier. And so now we were in the same situation. Huh. And so this person's asking me, what should we do? And I'm like, well, this is what we did last time. And it failed. Um, so why? like, but this person wanted to do it again. And the response from this person was, it did not fail and it worked great and we're better, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, I, but I was there. Like, I, (laughs) I, you're not gonna Jedi mind trick me and make me think like that didn't happen. That is what happened. And, and I realized right then, like, that some people are just gonna do whatever they're gonna do and think whatever they wanna think in in complete opposition to the facts. Mm. Um, and I think he's realizing like that in a little bit or like in these guys. Yeah. And that's where I think he starts drifting away from them. Like, yeah. oh man, who who I thought they were, they're, they're not really that. Like they've got the Jesus derangement syndrome and yeah. they hate him for some crazy reason.
3: Yeah. yeah. Where they thought that maybe he, they would, they aligned on so much. This is the time where it's like, oh, we don't believe in the right. same things. Yeah. Or we're not following the same. It's
0: things. not you. It's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, I mean, there's obviously there's m- millions of times we could say this, but this is one where I'm like, I wish I could watch the like actual video replay of the <laughs> of the real interaction. Sure. Just because watch it the is chosen, I hear it is fun. No, I'm saying like the real. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a good show, but I don't know about don't that. Don't go that far. Uh, Nicodemus is like
3: a main the main character because I it's like I. Season. There's n- there's oh, nothing. Oh, you watched it? I watched. Two of the three, it's there good. You go. it's there you go. Scimithi- it's good. I'm Jesus not gonna promote it that much. Is the main
2: character we,
0: anyway? Yeah. It's, it's, Jesus it's is the main character always in every say. movie. Um, but uh, but because there's there's no hint of what Nicodemus's reaction is to their response. That's right. You know, and so I'd love to just know how he felt. He's basically like, "Hey, should we go about like doing this fairly and lawfully?" And they're like, "You're an idiot." Yeah. And I want to like see his face. I want to know, like, did he leave dejected? Did he go? Oh, my bad, you know, like. And I know you said we'll get there, so no, no spoilers. But yeah, I wish I well, could just see him in that I moment know. and know know what he actually really felt. You know, yeah, it's it's I hard. I promise you, it's you, hard not you, knowing. You don't want to know. <laughs>
2: it's he an doesn't em- want to feel an empty, it. It's an empty feeling. It's an empty place. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah. when you're like, oh my gosh, dude, I literally am just losing my friend. Like you just called. What just happened? Yeah. Why are you treating me this way? And it's, yeah, it's probably, it was probably a very empty place mm-hmm. that Nicodemus was in. Um, but yeah. he's all
1: the better for it, it seems.
2: Because,
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. he does actually turn off. Oh, cer- certainly to better it. to know. Certainly to see if you are in cahoots with a bunch of crazy people, <laughs> you would like to see their craziness on display as quickly as possible. So you can start making better decisions right, about sure, yeah. the people in your friend group. Um, and then we, we stopped right around there. Uh, well, let me say, you didn't cover verse 53. Uh, and beyond. Uh, and Cause beyond. that's the next pericope. Well, let me, let me see. <laughs> let's, let's get to that in a second. Let me so, before we get there. one more thing. There's,
2: there's a lot of irony in this, in this passage that I don't know if I drew out very well in the sermon, Um, because again, I think John is wanting his readers to come to a decision about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of that is like, you're judging, maybe you're judging Jesus to be a bad person. Maybe you've judged like the religious leaders to be good people, but this story is revealing like they're, they're actually kind of deranged. The people that the, the guy that you might think is bad is actually great. And the people that you thought were great are actually deranged. And and I think he's bringing that out and, and pulling you in behind the curtain, so you can see what was going on. Like, look at these people; they're like calling out even one of their own. They don't care about justice. They don't care about the law. They're they're wanting to kill an innocent man and all of this stuff. So there's a lot of irony in why do you why do you listen to that guy? Why are you listening to this information? Like, have you questioned that those sources? Um, so I think those are very winsome tools for evangelism. When we, I I found that when I was street witnessing a lot, a a lot of the times I was just questioning people's paradigms for how they think about things and Mm -hmm. why they believe what they believe. And oftentimes it would leave them very unsettled. Like you would, you would, you would unsettle them first. Mm -hmm. Now you got to help them get to a place of like sure footing again Cause you're basically just disrupting their whole worldview and system that they're living their lives off of that. Sometimes they don't even know that they are. Um, but it seems like that's what John is doing here. Like, let me unsettle you a little bit so that you can make a, a, a better decision about Jesus. Mm. Um, yep. Anywho. Very cool. Yeah. It's a great story. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you added that. It's very helpful. Um, but well, what I was saying before that was you stopped at 52 you didn't finish the chapter, but there may be a reason. Did you want to comment on that? You want to save it for another day?
2: Uh, there's a blog that,
1: oh, yes. that Rob just posted on our website. We a, should send. Rob well, we're going to send out an email, but uh, we'll talk more about this next week because we're not going to have time this week. But the next section of John is a very highly disputed uh, section
0: and well, this... a highly,
2: a highly loved story.
1: Yes. Yes. Because
2: it's rad. This is the w-
1: woman <laughs> caught I mean, in the honest. act of adultery. Yes. Let's
0: be honest. This is a rad story. Yeah.
1: It is, and and, and it's, it's all, in all likelihood, it it took place, but was not written by the Apostle John. You know, anyway. So there's a lot more you can read about that. Aaron put together a blog.
0: Yeah, on the I website. mean, and you don't have to look that far if you just go to your own Bible. There is a bracket usually yeah. that says this was not in the earliest, unless possible you're reading King James. It does not do that. Right. There's a
1: few. There's a few Bibles that don't do that, but most of them do.
0: Yeah. Um, so we
2: are this next week. We are going to skip the story of the woman caught in the act of adultery. And we are going to go on to the next part, the next pericope, the next section mm-hmm. where he talks about being the light of the world. Cause if, as you read through John, you can clearly see like this story is inserted here somehow, some way, cause the continuing story from come to me, the fountain of the living waters. The next thing he says is uh, I'm also the light of the world. So yeah. Anyway, you can see the flow of John's argument there. So we're gonna skip that and we're gonna go into the next one. We'll talk a little bit more about it next week. But we posted yeah. a blog. Rob's gonna
0: we'll atta- send out an email. An
2: email yeah. This week about um, it. But and yeah. maybe
0: and before then, maybe if you uh, like really find that interesting and want to dig in in your own personal time in the Bible, r- read all, read it, read around it. And like, ask yourself what where would this where does this fit with what the author is doing? It's just a kind of totally. a fun thought experiment, um, and uh, and feel free to to keep reading that passage and compare it to the rest of the Bible and see if it vibes with the what's being presented to you. For sure, but let's keep going. We'll yeah. do this one. Volunteer of the week. Our volunteer of the week is John Galt. Yay! Very yeah, cool. uh, John shared his testimony at the men's huddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. We appreciated hearing from him. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just a he's a good dude. He's been you've probably gotten to know him around the church. So uh, when you see him, especially if you were at the men's huddle and you were encouraged by his testimony or learned something from him, uh, make sure you thank him. Uh, let him know he's the volunteer of the week. And uh, even if you weren't at the men's huddle, thank yeah. him for being a part of our church. Uh, and just the, the kind and welcoming spirit that he brings to our, our group of people. This was like together. the first time he's ever volunteered at the church too. I mean, you don't have to call him out. Like that. <laughs> wow! And it, and it was in
1: such a way that was like probably one of the most challenging ways to volunteer yeah. oh, is for to sure. pour out your hey, heart. Share <laughs> some
0: of the most personal things you can share with uh, a regard to your journey of faith. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah.
1: But he's been here for a while, and is newly a member. Him and his family members, and nice, yeah. well, just, just his wife, Katie. His kids aren't bad. His guys kids yet, are so members not, of our. our not members. <laughs> <laughs> why not? That, that's a whole another question.
0: <laughs> We're not going to get into it. Jeez, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking but, of cool. questions. Speaking of questions. But and th- yeah. Anyways, John did a great job. Thank he him, did. and uh, when you give, give him a, chance, a high five, thank him. Him. yeah. And even if you're a woman, thank him for doing something encouraging for. For the, All men. the men, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. Here's the next one. It's time for Bible trivia right now. All right. Okay,
1: quickly, Bible trivia. Jesus is uh about to get arrested, but he does not. He, well, this happens throughout. He's been escaping
0: true the arrest. Uh, so the here, here is that, yeah, you got that, it right. Give yourself a chime. Good woo! job, Cody. That did happen. What? <laughs> he was about to get arrested, but he did not. True, <laughs> this is hair's breadth escapes. he's, a, Gosh, ga- my he's phone. a gangster, dude. <laughs> my phone is being crazy. Dude, especially um, he just walked straight through the crowd like with his head held high, true. and I they know. just like uh, no one can do anything. It's like
1: I don't know okay, that so that here's happened. some people who did some escaping and such. Nebuchadnezzar breached the walls of Jerusalem, but the ki- uh, but the king and many others escaped. How? How did they escape Nez- Nebuchadnezzar? Oh man. There was
0: a there was a hole in the ground, tunnel, secret tunnels. I want to say secret tunnels. <laughs> I think is it, it the... is tunnels.
3: Yeah, it's got to be. Like... I
0: think they made a made a, a boat of of reeds.
1: Okay, boat of reeds and or floated tunnels. Down the I'm river. going tunnels and the answer is there was a secret we... gate next to the king's That's garden. Right. So we was wrong. Second Kings 25:11. Oh, you know I was thinking of Moses. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> where did There's Joseph? Else, Cody. Oh, this is a. Where did Joseph take Mary and the infant Jesus in order to escape the wrath of King Herod? Egypt. 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 The land, hey, an easy Egypt. one. Yeah, we got to get some easy. Nailed ones. it. <laughs> After Moses, still living in the royal household of Egypt, killed an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Where did he take refuge? The Midian. Mm. Midian. I'm gonna say uh,
0: Midian. Yeah. Is it? The well, that was the guy, he was a priest. Like, uh, Midian's the name of the priest yeah, with I the daughter it Literally, it's like the, the wilderness. Name.
2: Oh, uh, what's his father's name? Jethro? Jethro. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think
2: that's probably
1: right. Uh, the what they answer say? is Midian. Yeah, oh, nice.
3: Yeah. I wasn't confident.
1: Give us a chime. The judge Double Ehud germ. stabbed the fat Moabite king mm. Eglon yes. while they were alone together. True. Amen. What simple maneuver did did Ehud use yeah, to invade the king's guards? I think we all know it. He said, he said the guy was in the bathroom. Yes. He was, he oh, was yeah. Handling yeah. his business. Handling his dropping business. Dropping a number two. And so
2: he's busy in there. You might want to leave him alone. Yeah. And- <laughs> So they did, and then it took a long time, and then they, he, that, he escaped. That, is,
1: that is that what they're saying?
0: saying? doesn't sound like a yeah.
3: maneuver. Maneuver is a weird oh, that's word a, for us. What did it let's say?
1: look at They it. assumed
3: he was relieving himself because of the smell. No, I, I, I think thought. he says it.
1: Yeah, he locked Well, he locked the door of the king's chamber, escaped through an upstairs porch. But he told them that. No, they, what's, what's they the assume, assume
3: it. What's is is the, the reference? He judges three, judges 3. He does that because he died, and yeah. they smell, and they think he's just relieving. He himself. locks no, the door, and no. he goes out. That, I mean, yeah. how can
0: he lock the door, sneak the out the porch, three. and then go tell them that he's going to the bathroom? Yeah. Oh, guys. Um. Uh. He came back. He's
3: using the bathroom. He came back go. in
0: through the front door to tell them something when he was already a. Escaped, yeah. oh, it just uh, yeah, it,
3: <laughs> yeah, they just assume it because they smell it after he dies. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, we got it right, we got it right. Come on,
1: <laughs> the moral of the story All it is says, Is
2: Ehud escaped while they were delaying, and he passed by the idols and escaped to wherever this place was. But yeah, it's the guards just delayed. Wait, so does it not say the whole thing about locking the door and going out the porch? Well, it says when they had gone out, when he had gone out, his servants came and looked And behold, the doors of the roof chamber were locked. And they said, he's only relieving himself in the cool room. There you go. They waited until they became. But my thought thought was, I thought he told them, hey, guys, he's busy in there. He doesn't just go out, out,
0: shut the door behind him and say he's busy. I'll I'll catch you later. They waited until they became anxious. Why did I remember it that way?
1: It's because it's cool. just funny. Yeah. Yeah, because it's funny. The moral of the story I mean, is. The story is kind of funny. I mean, he must have done this often
0: where he would take uh, long bowel movements. Yeah. So. <laughs> he was a big man. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, Which, what was he doing? He didn't even have a cell phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just sit there? <laughs> is, he like, was, scroll after scroll after scroll? He was scroll? reading the shampoo bottle. Like, well, Thank you for listening to the Canby Christian Church podcast. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit canbychristian.org.